Welcome to the Financial Liberty Podcast. Until you wake up from the American dream, financial uncertainty will be your American reality. Join Sam Legaspi and Ko Sukamoto and their guest as they explore how you can attain financial liberty by uncovering truths that have been kept secret for decades. Have you ever played a game and didn't know the rules? How can you ever win? Learn the rules to the game and in turn, learn how to win. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Financial Liberty Project with Sam Legaspi and Ko Sukamoto. Today, we're going to be talking about the half-year checkup. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning, afternoon, and evening. All the above. Doing great. Everybody's good. We're ready to rock and roll. That's a pretty exciting topic today because uh, goes, this is the time of year that we come out and and we we ask people, you know, hey, where are you in your yearly planning? And there's so many things that are are on the list as far as what people need to do. And and just like any all the time, you know, we 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 sit down and we try to figure out, and it seems like we always add something to the list. So, you know, we're, we're at the halfway point. That's all I know. If you're, it could be a little past the halfway point, but either way, it's very good to start looking at where you stand with regards to the goals that you set forth for yourself for the year. And if you're not, if you didn't even set any goals for the year, it's probably a good time to go ahead and start because you still have the rest of the year to go by now. Mind you, for many people, the second half of the year tends to be the more expensive part of the year, right, Cuz? Wouldn't you agree? Well, I think that might be an individual thing, but I would say just on based on personal experience and observing people, I, I would say that's largely true. Yeah. I mean, we got the holidays coming up very soon, just around the corner. Uh, as I was saying, I bet Costco's already getting some merchandise out for uh, the holidays. So, yeah. What merchandise would that be, you think? I think I'll bet I would, I would be uh, a betting type to say that they have some Halloween things out already. Some Halloween things, mm-hmm. not, not Valentine's Day stuff yet. No, because you got to get through Christmas after uh, Halloween. And Thanksgiving, right? But uh, no, I, I think they are getting ready for things. I mean, you know, you got to figure um, these businesses probably plan at probably 12 months in advance. So as soon as Christmas is done, they're already planning next year's Christmas. You know? Yeah. The ball starts rolling. Yeah. And, and you know what? I got to tell you, like when I was a kid, it was really fun to see the Christmas ornaments starting to like come out as far as retail stores are concerned. You know, right after Thanksgiving, it was uh, December and all the Christmas ornaments came out. And it was really a bummer when uh, I think it was Price Club prior to Costco. Right. That, you know, all of a sudden it's July, August and they're releasing the holiday stuff already. Like even Christmas trees right around August or September really kind of like got you in that mood. Like, oh my gosh, we're not far from the holidays. It's changed because again, as a kid, you, you kind of just like to have it all come up on you all at one time, as opposed to seeing all that stuff. Cause think about it and you know, it's, it's Christmas and, and then all of a sudden they have, they have like Valentine's day stuff up in December. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's how it is. I mean, but, but at least they're fun, right? I mean, Halloween's fun. Christmas is fun. Thanksgiving's fun. All these holidays are fun, but you know, when it comes to, uh, <laughs> you know, preparing in, in, you know, having the half year checkup or the half year review, you know, to some people, it might feel like they have to go to a dentist, <laughs> you know, have their teeth cleaned and, and checked up and they might not, they may not like the news that they get back. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, just today I was looking at some, uh, financial things and uh, I was reminded that there's some, uh, you know, accounting things that need to get caught up just in, you know, and, in, in, in things that we do. And we need to remind people that, Hey, you know, uh, yeah, we just got past April 15th, but the next April 15th really isn't that far around the corner. And so, um, you know, by the end of the year, you, you don't want to be 
uh, panicking and, and, and realizing you've got 12 months of accounting to get caught up on. You want to probably start doing that now. You know? Yeah. It's, yep. it's, uh, it's August. So. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's that time of year where you had that gym membership in January, you made that commitment to yourself to go ahead and look better for the cameras and for the, for the mirrors and for yourself. And here we are. And, and are you on track or did you actually exceed the goals or the expectations that you had for yourself? And in my case, all I know is I can still see my belly. So not necessarily true on my end, but it's very, very, very important. You know, uh, outside the physical part of it, it's really important to go to the financial part. <laughs> okay. You're laughing. You like that, right? <laughs> I'm not sure if I like <laughs> it, but um, I think it might be humorous. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's just put it this way. I still can't see my feet. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go into. Neither can I. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna get into the half year checkup, Coz, and I think it's really important. Let's go ahead and start it off with something that it, it makes it's new to the list. It's new to the list this year, and that is, can you and and you should check your subscriptions. You know, and and when we're talking about subscriptions, we're talking about subscription services like. Um, Things such as uh, internet or or video on demand type of things, services that typically add up to nine ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine. Oh yeah, and possibly memberships that you never use. Um, yeah, you you mentioned gyms. There's all kinds of other memberships. There's there's utilities. There's cable. There's streaming videos. There's a lot of things that around this time of year you may, if you just go back and look, you may realize you know what we haven't used these uh, services in probably five out of the last six months and. And uh, it might be a good reason to just get rid of them. Right. And, and going back to the gym. So I've had this, this membership. And because my kids were all gung-ho and I had this membership at a local gym. And I contacted them and said, you know, con- you know just eliminate this, this, this service. And so they did exactly what I told them to do, which was to eliminate me from the plan. But what I really did mean, and it's all syntax, what I really did mean was pretty much cancel my entire subscription, which included everyone underneath me which were my kids because my kids were using them were going away to college and stuff. So they weren't using them anymore. They haven't been using them, but they didn't hear that from me in detail. They just heard, get rid of me. And so when, uh, you know, a couple months I, I look at the, at, at the statements and it still shows that there's a, a sizable amount on there. I call them back and say, Hey, I thought, I thought I told you guys to eliminate me, you know, you know, cancel my gym uh, subscription. And they said, we did cancel your gym subscription, but we didn't cancel the other ones because you didn't tell us to. So you got to be detailed. There's got to be some syntax. And I think, you know, when it comes to just cutting the plug on a on-demand video channel, that's just pretty much, hey, just eliminate, cancel, whatever it might be. But you know what I found, goes Some of these subscription services, and I will say, and it has to do with, with uh, and I'm, I'm sad to say it, but education, because I've, I've got young kids too, and, you know, they do some math things and some educational things online. Some of these places, at least the ones I experienced, and there's one in particular, and I'm not going to name the name, it was practically next to impossible to find the cancellation. I emailed the the company and it got to a point where I had to contact my bank and tell them that anytime this particular service provider comes in and tries to request money, you need to deny it because I cannot find a cancellation button, nor can I get anyone to return my calls or respond to my emails. So uh, it, it, it's it, my experience to go on websites for different businesses that I want to get in touch with, you know, a, a live person or a live representative. And it's like you said, it's impossible to find a number that you can actually dial. Yeah. You know, you, you click on a link that says 
contact us. Yeah, <laughs> and it just an leads you to another page where, you know, they, they have FAQs, uh, frequently asked questions instead of a number that you can dial. Um, they may have a chat at best, you know. and Well, that's you, good. You actually have a person you, to say, hey, can I, how can I cancel? Right, right. But it's not, you know, in the old days, you could just pick up the phone and call a number. Right. But, or, um, or you do business with someone that's local. You walk over to the store and say, hey, right. here, you have no idea where you're at. They weren't the information aids. But, you know, it, it's the psychology behind subscriptions is pretty ingenious because you see more and more service providers go to the subscription. You know, if you... If you buy um, software services, you know, I'm not, we're not going to n- name any names, but they're all going towards subscriptions, you know, whether it's a, a virus protection plan or tools to, to do word processing or Excel processing, or I'm sorry, uh, spreadsheet processing. Everything is going to, uh, to subscription. And the psychology of that, I think, is that, you know, when it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Once you set up your banking information and they have a way to extract, you know, the monthly fees from your bank, you know, you're happy because you're not thinking about it. You're getting the service and they're happy because they're extracting a ton of money <laughs> yeah. out of your account, whether you use it or not. Whether you use it or not. So, you know, again, we're in August, so it's a good time to just, you know, go back and look to see, okay, what are you using? You can just go to your bank records and, and see all the transactions that are coming out of your account and then think to yourself, hey, honey, have we been using this? No? Well, maybe we ought to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and a lot of times you'd be surprised. Do a little drill and exercise and add up how much money that you didn't necessarily need to spend. Oh, because it's easy to think, you know, $7.99 a month is not a big deal, but multiply that by, say, 10, and those 10 things aren't being used, you know? And yeah. It starts you know, adding up big time. Just a couple of weeks ago, we had a listener say, hey, I, I don't think I had any um, uh, too much, and we ended up finding out what close to $200 a month in subscriptions. And it's not, it's not just $200 a month. It's actually more than that. If you get rid of something you're not using it, let's say it's $200 a month that you're, you're not using, but you're paying. If you uh, terminate the subscription, you're actually saving a lot more because it's, there's taxes that you're not accounting for. So just to be able to afford the $200 a month, you know, maybe you have to make $250 a month through your job. So you're saving a lot more than just $200 a month getting rid of something you don't use. Good point. Good point. So that, that brings us to, uh, to another spot that you definitely want to do. And, and everyone, you know, not, I can't say everyone, but a lot of people try to set their goals with regards to debt repayment, paying down their debt. And, you know, as you guys know, and you're, all the listeners, you should know that we're really big advocates of paying down debt. And so we're at that halfway mark. Where are we? The question is, where are you? Where are we with regards to that particular strategy? Do we need to change things up? Are we actually ahead of plan or are we behind the, 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 the plan that we put together for ourselves? So the question that you want to ask yourself is, is your personal debt repayment plan working for you at this point? If not, you got to make adjustments. And, you know, because I, I make it look like, you know, again, we like to utilize sports analogies. And right now you're in the third period. You just started the third period of a football game and you have half the game left to go. And you realize in the very first two quarters, you didn't necessarily get the results that you wanted. So you had this halftime. And during this halftime, whether it's 15, 20 minutes, you were able to recollect and try to figure out what you need to do in period number three and number four. And that's what we're talking about today. That's a great analogy, Sam. You know, we, we're, we're sports uh, uh, you know, lovers. And so that's, that's, we can certainly easily relate to that. But I think a lot of people out there listening can also. But uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you, it's kind of like resetting, right? Without actually uh, taking a, a huge time out, uh, you know, life just keeps going on. But if you can take, even if it's 10 minutes, just to kind of do some of the things that we're talking about here can make a profound difference in the rest of the year. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, if you can take just one of these and apply it, 
it's going to change significantly, just even the subscriptions. If we're able to go ahead and help you save anywhere between $20 a month to $200 a month, that that's, that's big. So, you know, so can, you know, we go to, uh, we go to the, the next area that you know you want to take a look at when it comes to the half year checkup. And I, I think a lot of it, because it is for a lot of people and you know, depending on their situation, one of the more expensive times of year coming up is that you are going to be having some fun. And based on this fun, are you budgeting for what's about to happen? You do realize that we're going into the months where there's holidays and there's gift giving. Uh, we do realize that a lot of family time is going to be coming together, which means that all the uncles and the aunts and the grandparents are potentially coming over to the house to spend a, a day that's going to be filled with fun and joy and food. And you may be, eventually be responsible for a good portion of those meals and all those gifts. So so it's probably a smart thing to go ahead and start thinking about, forward, forward looking, trying to think about what potential budget you may need going into the last quarter of this year, namely November and December. You know, you've, we've mentioned um, using envelopes to put aside some money, right? I mean, it's, it's sort of an archaic way of doing things, but it's an also an effective and, and, uh, and, and smart way. So you can literally just put a few bucks away every month in an envelope, put the name of what it's being saved for on the front of it. And so come, let's just say it's for Christmas, come Christmas time, you know, December 1st, you want to start shopping. Think how happy you'll be when you open that envelope and you realize there's, you know, whatever, three, dollars $500, $500, $1,000 sitting there ready to be spent and you have a stress-free December. Right, right. the budget's already been met and, you know, you just go off and shop. Right. Your so, heart's content. So if I think, you know, you look at it and how I think about it is that over the course of the next week after listening to this podcast, you you, you kind of go through the subscription thing that we that we kicked this kickstart this podcast with and you discover that you have about 50 maybe 75 dollars of subscriptions that you really don't need to do anything with right you can redirect that you can redirect it put that in that envelope that you're talking about and then come the end of the year i mean if you've got five months or six months i mean you're looking at potentially you know uh, you know close to 500 dollars, if not more and that's just the subscription side you haven't taken away from all the other aspects that you may have as far as maybe trimming down your budget as far as eating out is concerned and 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 buying clothes and you can add to that budget to to figure out you know exactly how much you're going to be needing and i think a good way to do this cuz is for a lot of people they'll just they'll just say okay so last year let's take a look at what i spent last year all they get, all they do is they look at their november and december statements and and tally up all the retail costs and whether it's through you know online shopping or 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 brick and mortar shopping they tally all that stuff up and they have a, a good a, a good guideline as to what they spent last year and they might spend the same amount this year so if it's $4000 last year there's a good chance you're going to spend around $4000 this year so it's a good guideline to start now and here's the reason why the reason why we're saying this is because uh, a lot of times if you're going to spend $4000 and you didn't budget for it this year Chances are, if there's any available credit on that credit card that you may have open that we ask for you to not use, uh, you may end up using it. I, I didn't know we were allowed to use the words uh, credit card in our show. Oof. Did I made, um, have a major football? Uh, I, I think I saw an alert just go off on the on the screen. Well, I know. I still can't see my feet. <laughs> 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 All right. Moving along here. So you know we're, we're looking at this, and um, you know probably the other area that that is you know we're we're talking about these these you know very basic generic things codes that that uh, makes a lot of sense to do. It's almost like common sense. But here are other aspects that people need to start looking at now, and it comes to their contributions when it comes to their retirement, right? So if they've got a game plan already ready for themselves, 
and they they they're trying to abide by this game plan. And this game plan has anything to do with uh, with regards to the amount of money that they need to contribute every year for them to retire happily and successfully. They got to look to see if whether or not they're on track to achieving that contribution amount. So if they wanted to put about six percent of their salary away, let's just call it ten thousand dollars, and they're at three thousand dollars and you know, can they up the ante and make up that $7,000 difference between now and then if that's their goal? So it's a good time to take a look at the financial aspects, not just, you know, your subscriptions, your personal things, but also start taking a significant look at other aspects of, uh, of, of your well-being that includes financial aspects such as retirement. And, um, and, and going into that, going into that, just understand something. Understand that, that if you have a portfolio of assets and it's not in retirement money. Let's just call it retail money, you know, after-tax money. And uh, you might want to look to see if there's any losses that you can take. You might have a portfolio of, let's say, five different companies, mutual fund stocks, bonds, or whatever, and four of them are doing very well, and there, there's one that's not. And it, you you can start looking at taking some tax losses right now. But if not now, you can start looking and keep that, keep that in the back of your mind of uh, taking some losses because – you know, so many times we've spoken to people that have said after the year was over, shoot, I should have taken a loss, but they didn't because they forgot about it. Right. And you can't, you can't rewind the clock. So, you know, I, yeah, I mean, again, we're mid-year. And so I think we've just kind of hinted that uh, maybe some tax planning, you know, mid-year tax planning would be a good idea. Uh, you mentioned, Sam, just, you know, taking a look at your investment strategies and see if you're on track. So right. Really, the concept can be applied to anything, including start planning your Christmas shopping early. I mean, we've already talked about that quite a bit, but I mean, isn't isn't December one of the most stressful months for most people? For a lot of people, certainly. And where does the stress come from? Well, you're you're competing with you know the rest of the U.S. population to get Christmas shopping done. So you're going to the the stores. You're trying to get on online shopping sites, and and you know sometimes they're running out of inventory for the favorite things that you want to get for your loved ones, and you know, there's just so much stress that can be avoided by just starting the planning, uh, starting the planning for the rest of the year, you know, this time of year. And so you can really enjoy your holidays. <clears throat> and the way I look at it is that a lot of corporate America is gearing up for the holiday season already. And they probably were gearing up for it well before the, what we're talking about right now. I mean, we take a look at companies such as Facebook. Facebook in early June announced that they're going to be adding a cryptocurrency called Libra. And uh, that cryptocurrency called Libra really gave the cryptocurrency industry a pretty big boost in that Bitcoin has rallied because it's kind of given validity to cryptocurrency mm -hmm. uh, when a big provider such as Facebook now backs and in, is a, doing significant research and in, investing in blockchain. So if you look at it, like, and I just want to spend just a, a few minutes on it, but you take a look at Libra. Libra is their currency. It's going to be their currency, for, uh, Facebook's currency. And I didn't know this goes, but one third of the population not in the United States, but globally, log in to Facebook every month. Right. So who's worried about the U.S. dollar? <laughs> well, and that's the whole thing. <laughs> so that's one of the key components that we're probably going to be experiencing. We'll probably have a podcast on that pretty well, soon. Well, you know, a lot of people are, uh, if, if you go out and read the literature, there's a lot of concern about, uh, you know, the Chinese currency taking over the U.S. currency one day. And, uh, you know, maybe that's a legitimate threat or not, but maybe that's not the real one. Yeah, that may not be the real threat. It may be. I mean, there's there's a lot of talk about globalization, right? And in 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 a many in some sense, it really does warrant some some attention because there is globalization going on, and uh, you know, having a a social media come up with a currency that really sees no borders, 
Right, borderless transactions. It may be unstoppable. Absolutely, and that's what's key about this. They're making, so Facebook amongst, I mean, out of everyone, Facebook, they've got their engineers trying to make this as easy as possible with a tremendous amount of privacy because we all know that Facebook had that issue with regards to privacy. So you know for a fact by launching Libra that the spotlight is going to be on the privacy and the protection with regards to utilizing Libra. As far as Libra and how it's going to be utilized as far as a, is, is it going to be a stable currency? I think it's more of a stable currency, uh, unlike Bitcoin, which is kind of like an investment and it could be very volatile. But Libra's, you know, you take a look at one third of the global population in the entire world logs into Facebook on a monthly basis. That's their market. And they're going to be utilizing Libra as the currency to exchange products and services. So it's it's pretty interesting how, how, how things are coming along. And the reason why we brought this up is because back in June, Facebook launched Libra. All in, and I, I don't know ex- exactly if this was in, uh, in relation to what's going to happen later on in the year preparing for the holidays. But it's just interesting that they, they're not launching it sometime in November or December. They're trying to launch it well beforehand because they're looking to go ahead and maximize their dollar. And if they can launch this properly and successfully, right. it's going to be a popular item coming yeah, this holiday. They're, they're trying to establish a following. Right, right. And you know who's competing? It's, it's going to compete with, and of course, the United States doesn't want anyone to compete with the, with the U.S. dollar, and it's just another currency. So there's going to be some sig- significant you know, people looking at Libra and how it's going to be utilized. But I really think that companies like Visa, MasterCard, they're going to be the ones that are going to be challenged because now a lot of individuals they utilize in the marketplaces, they utilize their credit cards. And when companies like Facebook, and it is rumored that Amazon also has their own cryptocurrency coming around, it's going to really put a damper or or might change the way people do business with regards to credit cards. Um, you might see some partnerships go on. Again, like I said, I mean, there's just so, it's, it's, it's in its infancy, but I will tell you this, um, a lot of people in the past have been wondering if Bitcoin is, is real. And the mere fact that I think that Libra is now being backed or has been created by Facebook gives a lot of legitimacy to cryptocurrency. So anyways, I mean, again, that's another podcast. But it all started with, if you're not thinking about your holidays and your budget and how much money you're spending, guess what? Other companies are. They're thinking about what you're going to be spending on. And they're trying to make it easy for you to spend money on them. (laughs) So that brings us to another aspect, I think. Another thing that we want to mention is that when it comes, we'll stay on the financial part. So, you know, you've got individuals, there's a, a bunch of small businesses in the United States and these small businesses in the United States, it's really remarkable, right, Coz, that not a lot of them have retirement accounts. And, uh, and as we talked and discussed in a, in, a previous, in a previous podcast that the SECURE Act is going to allow for a lot of small businesses to band together to hopefully put together their own 401k. But there's also something that if you just don't want to join that and you're, let's say, a sole proprietor and you're maybe just a person of one or two in your institution, you definitely want to start looking at a solo 401k. And a solo 401k... Is and that's going to be in another podcast. I think we should. I don't know. Do, have we ever talked about the solo? No, 401k? we haven't. You know, having a solo four hundred one k. There's so many av- advantages to having the solo four hundred one k. And and we see a lot of uh, a lot of individuals still with the old version of the Kia or the SEP IRA. And the, the solo four hundred one k. The one thing I want to mention is that it has to be started this year. So it's 2019. If you don't have one available, you need to start it this year and make that contribution for 2019 before December 31st. Otherwise, if you start it up next year. 
you're not going to be able to go ahead and make that contribution for 2019. So you need to have one started up and you need to make that contribution by December 31st uh, uh, this year. A lot of people think, well, isn't it April 15th is when I make my contribution to my retirement plan? True when it comes to IRAs and it comes to SEP IRAs, but when it comes to a solo K, solo 401k, it's going to be December 31st of this year. So there's a tremendous amount of advantages more so than I think that than SEP IRAs and IRAs and, uh, altogether, that uh, if you're a small business and you don't have a lot of employees and mainly just yourself, mm-hmm. it makes a tremendous amount of sense to start one and make sure that you get your contribution to catch up if in fact you aren't caught up yet or to exceed what your contribution limits you thought would, would be to get it going now. Right. So if you wait until December to try to get things rolling for something that needs to be done by the end of the year, guess what? If there's a, if there's a process and there's paperwork involved, signing and processing of things, it may not necessarily be done by December 31st. So you don't want to wait. And that's true. That is so true. Because how many times, Coase, has individuals that you've experienced needed something of some form, let's say money or maybe a document, and they need it done before? you know, within a week or two weeks left in the year. What normally should probably just take about a day or two days, all of a sudden takes about a week and a half, two weeks. Oh, there's so many examples of that. You know, there's, um, you know, and our, our own family is going through um, a process of trying to get uh, some long-term care benefits for an elderly parent. You know, it's not like you apply for it and you get it the next day. There's a process and there's different parties out there, service providers that need to provide documentation and proof that certain things have been done. And, you know, you get a a person who gets paid, um, you know, not enough money to do his or her job. She's not incentivized to really help you out and get you that report that you, you need so desperately tomorrow. Right. And so you're, you know, now you're making repeated phone calls and you're getting angry and frustrated. And, and so, uh, you know, yeah, so you know, the, and that's another reason to, to do the planning now instead of waiting until, you know, the end of the year. Right. So case in point, like, again, you're looking to go ahead and make that contribution and you decide on on December 30th to go ahead and put the contribution in for with regards to your to your retirement plan. And you have till the 31st to do it. And you think, well, I'm well ahead. You know, you really aren't. I, I'm going to go out just just on, on a little bit of a tangent here. And I think it's important to just mention this. And, and you know, listeners, you can decide whether you want to agree with this, if it's important to you or not. But, um, you know, as some of you probably remember Sam and I have, um, you know, we, we, we're still raising kids and I've got one, Sam's got six. But one of the things that I, I, I try to teach my, my kid is, look, if you want to do something, if you want to get something done in life, you can sit and listen to somebody that tells you what needs to be done all day long and get great information. But if it's not written down, it probably isn't going to get done. So, you know, have a journal. I mean, if, is you're, if you're listening to, uh, you know, things like our podcast and stuff and you, you want to make a change in your life, get yourself a, a binder and make it your, your daily journal, date it and start writing down things that you want to get done. List it, prioritize it and, you know, review it every day and just, just you know, cross things off as you go. So, yeah, just start writing stuff down. All right, back to the show, Sam. No, it's important. That out. No, I think it's important because, you know, Things don't get done if you don't write it down. So you're wasting uh, you're wasting valuable time. And that's a good thing about what we're doing is that if you're on the road right now and you're listening to us, you can always go back and put on your AirPods at work and and uh, and and jot some notes down and and determine whether or not you know what part is, is important to you and what part's not important to you. You could fast forward, you could go ahead and rewind. But I, altogether, it's one of these things where, like Coz indicated, you need to go ahead and put the stuff down and start doing that annual checkup. But let's face it, we do checkups for ourselves. Okay, physical checkups we do. We, we, we have our cars checked up. 
and even even to a certain degree, society makes us check up our older vehicles by doing a smog check right before our registration. And so there's all these checkups, and it just makes a lot of sense to go ahead and check up yourself with regards to some of the most important things that you'll ever, ever experience. I mean, it's really the difference between taking the Greyhound to see the grandkids or flying first class to see the grandkids. That's really what 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 really is what we're talking about. If you go ahead and um, just you know operate and listen to our shows and operate in what we we you know, can consider to be uh, something that you should do that everyone should do. You should be and en- you know exiting and entering the retirement life relatively sound, successful, and happy. Yeah, stress free. Right, right. So we've got we've just got a, a few more. Uh, actually, not a few more, just a couple more. But you know, it, it really you know comes back down to more of the financial aspect. So we talked about December thirty first, and this is really for a small group. We're hoping that this is going to be a bigger group going forward, and it's contributing to a five two nine plan. And five two nine plans are are important uh, um, vehicles for individuals to utilize, and some individuals have actually utilized it to a, a tremendous degree because uh, it allows you to go ahead and store some money aside, and that money grows tax deferred, no, actually tax free, and you can utilize the money, pull the money tax free for individuals that are utilizing for educational purposes. So for children would be the most common purpose. Yeah, for children. But you know, a lot of times too, you have an individual who's 26, 27 going to culinary school. They're an adult, they may have two kids and they want to go back to school, could be utilized for that or photography school or whatever type of education as long as it's, it's higher learning, right? Right. You know, the, the, the good thing is, is, is that you still have till de- December 31st to go ahead and do. It's not one of those April 15th type of things to do. But, you know, we'd like to go ahead and say that, and, and I think a lot of people forget about this because we, we talked about this today with regards to someone and they just didn't understand. But you can take $15,000 and you can contribute to someone's 529 plan. And if you're married, you can contribute joint $30,000 to someone's 529 plan. Or you can just go ahead and lay out one check for $75,000 uh, spread over five years as an individual or 150,000 if you're married just as a one-time lump lump sum. And what's kind of cool about that is that it gets that 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 motor running on that particular portfolio and every every 5 years you can add another $150,000. So for those of you who are looking for alternative ideas to go ahead and 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 and, and grow your money and provide a legacy to not only yourself but the but but your loved ones, the the, the deadline for 529 contributions is December 31st. So these are some of the things. I mean, I, I I don't know if you have any more, but you know, in, in, in talking about this, I mean, I think one of the key things is making sure you want to go ahead and what we call find the money, redo that that exercise, try to find some of these things where you can you you, you don't necessarily need and you're spending money on on a regular basis, like subscriptions, and you can start from there. Right. I mean, we I think mentioned the word leakage, so you want to eliminate leakage from. <laughs> Sam's just freaking out over that word right now, but you know, you got leakage in your portfolio or you're spending a. Uh, you want to want to patch those holes up because, it, like I said earlier, it's not just the amount that you save on stuff you're not needing in your life, but it's also the taxes that you save not having to make the money to to pay for something you don't use. Right, right. And, and you can also uh, think about this on you know reach out, not just subscriptions, but you you know critically think with yourself, your spouse, and your kids. Do you really need cable? You know, can you cut the cable? Can you just go ahead and just order internet? services every single month and just just stick with with internet services and and utilize those those subscriptions there because what we're finding Coz, is that not only are they utilizing the hulus and the netflixes but they also have cable at the same time right i mean there's 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 plenty of services you know coming on online where um, you can get some of the the same programming that you can you can get through traditional 
service providers um, through streaming videos. You may not get them all, but you get enough. And um, you know what? There, there is the old antenna as well. The old and, antenna. Yeah. And now, and now those antennas are digital. So you get a lot more channels and programming and it's just as high definition as anything yeah. else. I was so, surprised. I actually saw one the other day and actually the other week. And it, it was amazing. I mean, the, the quality was really amazing. Like you said, I mean, technologies, I mean, that's really, a point. Oh yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's it for our yeah. show today. Yeah, let me just add one more thing, though, Sam. Part part of the theme is to be frugal, right? But at the same time, we're not saying to be poor and, and destitute. You've got to have a balance. So, don't, <laughs> you know, make sure you are enjoying life, but um, you know, being as uh, as optimal as possible. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. Great job today, guys. I loved it, and uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, just a small fact, and it, I'm pretty sure it's still true. Over the air HD is actually crisper and cleaner and a better picture than what you're getting through any type of cable system because it has to go through all their processes to get to you where the ones that you're getting over the air off just a regular old antenna into a digital TV, it's just one signal, pure and simple, and it's cleaner and it's a better picture. That's how I watch all my football. Oh, it makes sense. Makes total sense. There you go. Absolutely, man. I like that. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for your time today. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. And thank you for listening to the Financial Liberty Project podcast with Sam Legaspi and Ko Sukamoto. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Sam and Ko's come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at the Financial Liberty Project, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. It's that time again where the call of the open road makes its way. We hope good fortune finds you on your own personal road. And until next time, we thank you for listening to the Financial Liberty Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.